Welcome to the Gravity Technique podcast. My name is Kaz and I'm the creator of the Gravity Technique, which is a bridge between the face-meltingly boring science world and the practical application of how your body actually works. I've spent 20 years researching anatomy and movement so you don't have to, and this podcast is where I deep dive into debunking, de-jargoning and myth-busting some of our most most common ailments. So if you're ready to feel empowered and take responsibility for your own health and well-being, let's get started. Now this one comes with a serious rant warning smacked all over it. I'm I have a whole cupboard full of soap boxes, and this is uh, this is one of those soapbox moments. So I was writing recently uh, for something, and I had to go and Google some yoga stuff. Now, if you Google yoga or any other search engine, there are other search engines available. You go into your search engine, put in yoga, and you are bombarded by these images of skinny ladies for want of a a better way of putting it I don't know how you put it but they're in these really complex shapes where we're standing on our hands putting the feet on the head or legs behind the head or you know these huge poses where you know they're bent into all these different shapes and I can talk about this because this was me Um, 20 years ago I was a little bit over 20 I'd been practicing quite a strong form of yoga for about five years and I was getting into at the time what I thought was advanced and bending myself and I'm hypermobile so if you can bend your thumb down to touch your wrist if you can turn your elbows inside out then you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about so hypermobility is definitely a curse rather than a blessing you are super stretchy and able to bend yourself into some whacking shapes particularly when you are late teens early 20s and everything's nice and soft and flexible and that was me there's some beautiful photos of me uh, with my arms and legs in positions they just should not be in but as I say I'm super flexy and I still am and I was even more back then so very interesting really given that when we deep dive into it the uh, the so-called goal of yoga is to be able to sit in stillness has absolutely nothing to do with being upside down and standing on your hands so I wanted to deep dive into this because there's just this this for me there's an issue with the gravity technique the whole ethos the whole underpinning for the gravity technique is it's a safe space for people to come where the movement is accessible for starters straight off the block it's accessible we're not walking into a room where there's lots of bendy stuff going on um, and we just don't know where to start it's got to be accessible. Soon after I had my daughter, I would go and drop her off and people, you know, mums on the playground would say to me, oh, you know, what do you do? And because at the time I didn't really know how to describe what it was that I did, I certainly didn't call myself a, a human movement specialist like I do now. I uh, just used to say that I was a yoga teacher, it seemed okay. And 
all the time, the responses that I got were, oh, I can't do yoga. And I can't do yoga because I'm not the right shape. I can't do yoga because my hamstrings are too tight. I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible enough. I can't do yoga because, you know, I don't want to be seen in all that lycra. And if anybody's ever, you know, if any of my listeners out there have have worked with me, you'll know that I am a big fan of a massive pair of trousers. Trousers, all the trousers, jeans, suit trousers, yoga pants, all of that stuff. If I am teaching, you will find me in a massive pair of trousers. I'm just like King George, Prince George off Blackadder in that what a pair of trousers. They are, for me, they're what I I find easiest to move about in. They are also the only things that I find are scar sympathetic for me. Uh, I have a very large 11-inch scar around my side. It's also the reason I would never wear a a two-piece. That is my choice. Um, I know other people, I know many people actually, that that have um, abdominal scars. It doesn't bother them. Uh, so for them, they, they're quite happy with the, with the, with the two pieces that are so popular, the crop top and leggings. And of course, but this again, the crop top and leggings that we are kind of marketed at, and this was something I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about, we are in the yoga world, in the movement world, Pilates, all those movement modalities, we are mercilessly marketed to with this body image, this ideal image that someone who practices yoga, who practices Pilates, who practices gyrotonic, whatever it is that they practice, they are a certain shape, they're a certain size, they're a certain colour, and they have these perfect shapes in order to fit into what is predominantly quite my mum would call it skimpy not really sure what the what the right word would be but bra tops and leggings and the other issue for me if you haven't met me is I've got a fair chest on me as well it's genetic my whole family are like it as well so would I go to yoga in a bra top? Absolutely not. It would end up with some sort of a catastrophic wardrobe malfunction, um, just like we've seen on the TV over the years. And it's just not somewhere I'm going to permit myself to go. So, you know, again, I've always found that in the sports shops, and we know those big, um, particular brands and I'm not going to name names or point fingers but we know the brands that that are really into that active wear that yoga wear and they really are just focusing on a very particular type of practitioner not to mention that there's absolutely no stuff for the men whatsoever the poor guys they're like you know you need to go to the cycle shop and get yourself some cycling shorts because that's it you know, they, they are definitely outside of the marketing range. So, you know, we're, we're lucky if they get a couple of pairs of sweatpants at the, at the back of the shop. So that, that's, that's my rant about it, really. And, and I really feel that I would love to see 
certainly from a gravity technique point of view, we work with chronic pain issues here. We work with scar tissue issues here. A lot of the clients that I work with have really been through the mill when it comes to surgery. I'd love to see scar sympathetic um, active wear. That would be amazing. But also just really... I'm open to the idea of of where do we start with breaking down this real stereotypical approach of, to yoga that it really entails us to be super flexible, very bendy and coming into these extreme poses for the demographic that I now serve, which are sort of middle-aged ladies that's anything from sort of 40 up to uh, 90 so we're not ageist here in any way shape or form so you come as you are uh, and you turn up with the body that you have but for most of the clients we see here they they don't fit into that active wear range and they're really looking for strength and integrity. Certainly as we get into perimenopause, post-baby, perimenopause, menopause and post-menopause, for women particularly, never more has it been so important that we strength build. We need that muscle strength. We need that bone density. Stretching the hell out of your hamstrings and loading the back of your pelvis in your forward bends is just not going to serve you well. Hyperextending through the back of the knees, loading the, the wrists um, and the shoulders unnecessarily whilst not building your core strength is just not the way forward. And that's not to say that you get that in every yoga class, but the 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 kind of the the focus on this super stretchy approach where we're standing on one leg and bending a foot up behind us with a view to to grabbing it with our hand and pulling it towards the back of our head is simply not serving us um and I personally and this is only my opinion but personally I don't think that serves us at any point in life nobody needs to be that stretchy um we work very much here on functional movement. Is it going to help me empty the dishwasher? Putting your feet behind your head is never going to help you to empty the dishwasher, ever. Um, we're very much interested. I am interested in being 65, 70, 75 years old, if I'm very lucky, getting to my 80s. I'm very interested at that point in being able to A, get up and down the stairs efficiently, B, get in and out of the bathroom well um, and do all, you know, having a great quality of life. We are very much geared towards quality of life here it's great living into your 90s but it's absolutely absolutely shocking if you're in a care home and you're completely incapacitated because your body's falling to pieces that's not quality of life that is not in inverted commas and I hear there's a lot of good innings as far as we're concerned live into your 90s but live into your 90s well how do we do that and we do that by promoting strength and integrity to our body. The, the other issue that, that comes up for me with these images is inclusivity. How is this inclusive? 
And I really ran into this in 2018 when I was very, very poorly with my scar tissue. As I say, once upon a time I used to do or be able to do all these bendy shapes um, after having my daughter. I very quickly found that they weren't useful for me and I took a different direction. But I was always kind of a little bit smug. I'm going to be I'll be open and honest about that. I was always a little bit smug in the background that I definitely could sit in full lotus if one needed to. And, you know, back in the day, if I'd had a few glasses of wine, it was sort of, you know, hold my drink and watch this and bend myself into something fantabulous. Um, you know, that's all ego, though, for those of us that are real yogis. Um, but with that in mind... Is it inclusive? No, it's not. Because when I got very poorly in 2018, I couldn't even get out of bed for nine months, let alone do any of those sun salutations or any of those bendy shapes. But yet my Instagram did not know that. So it still continued to show me these images. And after about three months of being very, very unwell, I actually had to switch off my social media. Uh, it was becoming detrimental to my mental health. Seeing these images repeated to me, reinforced to me what I'd lost or that feeling of loss, that feeling of being incapacitated, that, you know, it just brought home to me on a regular basis what I couldn't do when actually to facilitate my own healing, I had to focus on what I could do. And if that was today getting up and being able to dress myself that was the focus for the day. That was the win. And I've talked about this before in other blog posts previously, and I will do a, a podcast session on, on what it's like to live with fibromyalgia symptoms, what it's like to live with allodynia, that if you can get up in the morning and make your bed, that's a win. If you can get up in the morning and you can go to the loo unassisted, that's a win. If you can get up in the morning, put your pants on <laughs> uh, and clean your teeth and, and manage to make it downstairs, that's going to be a win. None of that entails being able to stand on your head, stand on your hands, do the splits, all of that stuff. So feeling included, feeling like we belong. We know that from Maslow's hierarchy. Of course, the need to belong is always there. Um, so when we walk into a room that's full of people doing, you know, these amazing bendy shapes, do we feel included when we're instructed by the the teacher to to, you know, meet the let your body meet the pose and it's nowhere near what anybody else is doing and you're inside, you know, sweating and shaking and you can't do is that inclusive when we're looking at it from a point of active where have we got the sizes that accommodate a larger chest have we got you know it's not just the last size right at the back of the rail and as a, a larger chested um, woman I find myself quite regularly digging right to the back of the rail just to see if maybe they go up to my size and Again, it's coming back to that inclusivity. We're starting to see the age of body positivity, but we are still waiting in a lot of cases for the sportswear brands to really catch up with that, to catch up with it, to catch on to it, and then to really, you know, you know 
just bring that in as part of their general brand. I don't want to have to go to a different section of the shop, the special section of the shop, because I'm a, a plus, plus sized or whatever PC label they like to to slap on it. You know, that, that we're, you know, that's not being body positive. That's not being inclusive. You know, we don't have a section for the very, very small people or, you know, the very, very slim people. So, it's, you know, it's having all our, all our brands together, all our collections together, regardless of what your size is, regardless of what your shape is. If the, uh, come back to the goal of yoga again, and as a long-term yogi, you know, when, and, and again, I refer to when I was poorly, I learned about the goal of yoga. Um, I, I had to grow up and there's a couple of times in my life when I had to grow the hell up and, and um, start practicing real yoga. So yes, bendy, stretchy, jumpy up and down yoga. I thought I was practicing yoga. Then I met my my teacher, my very beautiful Scaravelli-inspired teacher, and suddenly realized that actually I'd just been practicing some very beautiful acrobatics and knew nothing of yoga at all. So with that in mind... The goal of yoga is just sitting in stillness. Who can sit in stillness? Everybody. Absolutely everybody. That is inclusive and it is accessible. Regardless of whether you are stuck in bed for nine months like I was in 2018 and all I could do was lay, I could lay in stillness and watch my thoughts. You can sit whether you're sitting in a wheelchair, whether you're sitting in an armchair, whether you're sitting at your dining chair, whether you're sitting at your chair at work. This is an inclusivity and accessibility. So, you know, my little soapbox for today, because I'm really, really kind of just out of road with these this constant barrage of images and reels and social media posts that show us that such a tiny there are eight limbs of yoga I'm not going to go into them all here because you know the the whilst the gravity technique is yoga based we're not a yoga podcast but there's eight limbs to yoga movement is one of them there are seven other aspects to the practice of yoga and ultimately, they all lead to the same place. Can you sit with yourself and be okay? That's the goal. That's the practice. Can you sit with yourself and be okay? Can you watch your thoughts? Can you select the, your thoughts? And can you f ultimately find connection within yourself, connection to your environment and connection to the upstairs, whatever that may be for you? That's inclusive and accessible. But this continual bombardment, barrage, if you like, of images of just yoga postures and not just yoga postures, extreme yoga postures from, you know, very, a very small demographic, let's call it that, a very small demographic of people that 
show tries to say to us that this is yoga this is not yoga and it it leaves such a large part of us out any movement and i've said this before any movement is better than no movement at all but when there's a modality that's actually actively putting people off i can't do yoga because and i've heard that so much over 20 years I can't do yoga before. Even when I started yoga, and I, you know, I had a corporate job then, um, I'd go to work and someone would say, oh, what did you do last night? And I'd say, oh, I went to yoga class. And they go, oh, I can't do yoga. Have you heard about my hamstrings? Or, oh, I can't do yoga. My shoulders are too tight. Oh, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible enough. And people are actively put off from a modality that is so useful, so beneficial. The benefits of yoga have been documented over and over and over again. The benefits of of a little bit of movement that helps to loosen up the body, that helps to promote that slide and glide between the muscles, that helps to boost the endorphins, that help you to feel um, great you know, an improvement in your well-being, your feelings of happiness and well-being, and ultimately give you the most powerful tool that you can ever have, which is control over your own thoughts. It's the best antidepressant ever invented. It's the best anti-anxiety that's ever been invented. So many benefits to this modality, and yet it's actively... um, undermined by this continual um, bombardment of images that, that are very, very misleading, that yoga is just for, you know, skinny white women on a beach or, you know, people that are of a certain demographic, able-bodied people simply not true simply not true so that is my <laughs> that is my soapbox that is my soapbox there's a whole load of triggers in there um but I've, I've got to get on my soapbox sometimes and have a little rant about this stuff so whether you agree whether you don't these are just my opinions they're just things that I think about things that that uh, trigger me after you know 20 years of of teaching classes starting off as a initially as a yoga teacher now as a um, human movement expert and and specializing in in people that can't access traditional yoga movements you know how do we make this stuff inclusive and accessible if you're a yoga teacher listening to this thinking yeah I really hear you and I'd like to know how to make my teachings more inclusive and accessible come and have a look at us on uh, gravitytechnique.com forward slash links uh the new um uh what do you call it thingy <laughs> the new advanced teacher training is uh is out in september it's delivered live on zoom and also online modules and it's all about that it's a fascia informed course teaching yoga teachers and movement teachers manual therapists how to really get their modality to be accessible to all 
absolutely everybody, regardless of their body shape, regardless of their body type, regardless of their medical history. This is very much focused on the accessibility and inclusivity. So if you're interested in that, go and have a look at thegravitytechnique.com. Please give us a like. Uh, give us a, a rating so that we don't disappear into the podcast ether. And thank you so much for listening to my my little rant. Um, and uh, I hope I haven't offended too many people. But there you are. That's what we're here for. We're here to push the push the button just a little bit. And uh, so let me know. Let me know in the comments what you think. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me.